Beer and Barbecue with Breckenridge Brewing. The uh, Breckenridge Barbecue demonstration was the first beer and food demonstration giving at the Beer Fest, and I arrived a little bit late to the pavilion to record the entire thing. So I only got the last part of it. It's short, but there's some good content in there. So give it a quick listen. I think you'll find it interesting. If we've got folks here who just showed up who did not get ribs on the first time, um, can we please get these guys some of the raspberry chipotle ribs and some ESB? How's it taste? Y'all liking them? I see one or two faces of people who come in the barbecue already, but the rest of you uh, owe, owe us a visit. What's your question? We have smoked them all. We'll smoke anything. What do you have smoked what? Malt? We have smoked malt. Still tell you about that. We put malt in our, we put malt in our smoker and smoked it uh, doing a smoke porter. And he'll tell you about how we did that. Most of the meats that we smoke at the barbecue, we do over hickory that's been soaked uh, in our oatmeal stout, which if you've never had Todd's oatmeal stout, you are in for a big treat. Uh, there's two versions of it. We do a carbonated version uh, in draft and bottles. Also, uh, at our brew pubs and a few other select locations, we do it on the nitro pour. So uh, that's a, a creamier, less carbonated, and I think uh, more complex flavor profile. Essentially, we, uh, we put our hickory logs in, a, in a, a few inches of stout overnight so it wicks up into the wood. Um, so it's not waterlogged or beer logged, if you will, but it's dampened or just moistened with the oatmeal stout. That makes the wood burn smokier and adds some complexity uh, to the smoke as well. So that's, that's kind of our unique shtick and nobody else can do that uh, without uh, they come over and buy our stout and take it home and do it like that. As far as the smoke malt question, we did a smoke porter. We used a bunch of peat malt and we smoked, tried to smoke our own malt because we smoked, we'll smoke anything there and we smoked all, all the meats there. Um, we laid it out, soaked it in water, used our pale malt, soaked it in water and then laid it out on tin foil. His smoker, he's got this big southern pride smoker and it's trays that kind of convey rotisserie over um, hickory smoke. We did that, and that, that malt tasted really smoky. Did it not impart as much flavor as I thought it would into the porter, but that, the smoky flavor came more from the peat malt than it did from the malt we smoked. And it was a token amount, grant you. We just wanted to say that we smoked some malt there at our brewery, but um, we've not gone to the extent that, say, Alaskan Brewing Company has gone to Dunnett Smoke Porter, where they use the fish houses, I, I believe. They're doing that stuff, and that's fantastic, and that's kind of what uh, motivated me to try. This next beer that we're going to try, this was the first of the 471 series, and it's a double IPA. And when you hear double IPA these days, um, they're big, big, hoppy, over-the-top, intense, lots of hot varieties. Um, there's some people doing some incredible IPAs, big IPAs. Uh, you know, I will mention uh, friends of mine. Very proud of Russian River. He's doing a great job with those. Dogfish Head's doing a fantastic job. Avery here in Boulder, Colorado, doing a great job. I wanted to do one that was more balanced and not so over-the-top bitterness-wise. And what you should notice in this beer is that it's it's uh, it should be it's quite balanced, I believe. We put enough malt into this so that it's almost barley wine-esque. 
uh, there's a big malt, malt backing behind it that you'll get. And um, it's all the malt we can put in our brew house. If we put any more malt in our mash tun, the rakes would seize up and we wouldn't be able to get the, ma get the mash through. It's about 9%, so it's a big beer. I enjoy it in a, in a wine glass, a big fat red wine glass. Um, we do it in, six, in 12 ounce and 22s. I love sharing a 22 ounce um, at home or with someone on the road and uh, swirling it in a big red wine glass. We put a bunch of Chinook, a bunch of Chinook hops in prior to boil. So we're steeping it, creating kind of a hop tea, if you will, prior to boil. We do three Chinook additions in the runoff going into the kettle. So it takes us about 60 minutes to get in, about 60 minutes to get into the kettle. So we're doing three Chinook additions, 20 minutes each, third of kettle fill, two thirds kettle fill, and finished kettle fill and Chinook, creating this big steep. We finished this beer off with a bunch of Simcoe, which is a variety that's um, fantastic, new variety that I really like that imparts some pininess. So you'll get the citrus grapefruity flavor from the Chinooks up front. You'll get a big malt base, you should, in the back. Big malt flavor in the back. And then you should get some pininess in the finish from the Simcoe. We're also using traditional, some traditional English hops. We're using Fuggle in there as well. Willamette as well. Um, but I really like the, the citrusy, grapefruity flavor in the front. This beer, is, I think, would both complement and contrast what Stu's prepared in the barbecue pit. This is a spicier sauce. Stu, go ahead and talk about that. Well, uh, in, keeping, in keeping with our credo that we'll smoke anything, um, uh, we brought along tonight a very curious dish. What we have is uh, smoked pork shanks. So it's a leg bone of, uh, of pork that eats kind of like a wing, really. Um, you can just grab it by the bone. It's handheld. Uh, we've, uh, we dusted them with some fresh ground black pepper and then marinated them in an IPA buffalo uh, hot sauce. Uh, had some, some butter, a little bit of garlic, um, IPA, and then your classic uh, Frank's Red Hot Sauce. Then they were smoked over the oatmeal stout soaked hickory wood. And uh, my intention was with this was to have something big and bold flavor to stand up to the big bold flavor of the IPA. And also, uh, so there's a compliment there and there's also a cut because I think it should cut through the spiciness and bring back uh, from the beginning of the beer that floral hoppiness Todd talked about um, and then to a kind of a nice malt balanced finish. Um, so uh, it's smoked pork shanks. We call them pig's wings. You know, when, when pigs fly. Um, and we trust you'll enjoy them. It's not, it's not really as much of a hillbilly brewery as it sounds like, but, but we do have a lot of fun. We enjoy our barbecue and our beer. We thought we'd kick things off kind of fun before you get into crazy cheeses and Belgians. The ribs are smoked uh, for, uh, we do them fairly quickly. Uh, we do them for about four hours at around 260. And I find that that's how they work best. We've done them at lower temperatures and slower. I like them to have a little bit of crispiness to the outside and still tender on the inside. I'm of the school of thought that, you know, everybody thinks the ribs should just fall off the bone. I think they should be a little bit bitey. They should come cleanly off the bone, but you sh they shouldn't uh, just fall apart in your mouth. I think there should be a little crispiness and a little bit of texture to them, as opposed to, you know, you pick them up and you have mushy meat that just 
falls off the off the bones. So we do them a little higher than most people, and uh, with good results, I think. Do you guys taste kind of a cut compliment? You taste the hoppiness, taste the hoppiness with the spiciness, and then the malt back. The malt on the back end of it should help smooth that out. Compliment through that. I just had the pig's wings the serving. They are freaking tremendous. And the flavor does pair pretty well with this IPA. The IPA is a maltier double IPA. It still has a lot of alcohol warming. And the spicy pepperiness of the pig's that wings yeah. goes rather this well with the, the right IPA. Here. Right here, Man, that's some good pork. When you were describing, was it butter and the IPA and the Frank's hot sauce, was that the marinade or was that the sauce? I used kind of a thinner version as the marinade so it would permeate some, and then and then I made a roux and thickened it to toss them in at the end so it would, uh, so it would cling to the meat a little better. So and you, really both to answer your question. Thanks a lot for coming out, you guys. We really appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Have a good time. Thank you for listening to this portion of the Craft Beer Radio Great American Beer Festival coverage. To find more coverage or to subscribe to our podcast, go to craftbeerradio.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license.